0: Charlie.
1: Mark, Mark Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're
0: still seeing it quite well through that haze. Fight! E equals G-3. mc.
1: 13. That all men are created equal. We're we're are we're created. We're
0: about ready. Ready. about the future
2: innovations. And growing strength in the air. Tear!
0: Something's happening. Coming up, armed This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and
3: Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought
2: leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Treasure, your host of Finding Your Frequency, coming at you live right here from the Phoenix studios here in the lovely voiceamerica.com facility. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show today. We're going to change it up just a little bit today. You know, usually we talk about uh, how people, whether they're entrepreneurs or business leaders, have found their frequency in life and in business. And, you know, we're going to just kind of flip the script just a little bit because um, I was talking to my coworker, Andy, right? And Andy is a, a graphic designer here at Voice America. And both of us were born in the 80s. And so we figured, why not? tell our story of what it is to find your frequency in life as an 80s baby with all the changing technology trends and business trends and things that have happened. So uh, Andy and I are going to kind of make a a, a hodgepodge of different comments as it relates to things that have happened since 1980 and and beyond. And uh, we also have a nice special guest here in studio, Crystal Richardson, host of Soaring with Eagles, also here on the Voice America channel. Crystal, thanks for joining us today.
1: Really excited to be here. Thanks, Ryan.
2: Yes, yes. You know, we uh, have partnered with FullColorMovement.com, also Lead Up for Women, uh, which is another host, Colleen Biggs, who does a show on our Empowerment channel. Uh, And we're going to be going tomorrow to 2320 North 7th Street from Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to be donating some clothes to the homeless. We're going to be passing out some meals. We're going to be giving out water and Gatorade. And I know there's a whole slew of other things I'm totally not even mentioning, but I think that's the important part, right?
1: No, the important part, Ryan, is the peach cobbler. Okay. The peach We're going to have peach cobbler and we're going to have a lot of dancing and singing and just <laughs> all kinds of crazy things going on. I love peach cobbler.
2: <laughs> my wife makes peach cobbler and apple crisps and they're amazing. So that's that's good. And you, you brought your peaches in today. I brought my peaches. I did. How are they faring in the in the heat out there today?
1: Well, they're doing great. There's also <laughs> some already on the stove cooking up. Uh, it's going to be my birthday tomorrow, so yeah. I'll be celebrating the big 55. And I'm not making 55 peach cobbler's, but I am making about 20, so it'll be great.
2: Oh, I can't! You're not 55. You're only like 35. 55. That's amazing. Well, uh, tell everybody <laughs> what FullColorMovement.com is and what Full Color Movement is as a whole, uh, so people kind of understand uh, uh, where they can lend a hand for the for the events.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, so Full Color Movement International is it's a Nonprofit organization where we go around the world actually doing whatever we can to make people's day a little bit brighter. So that does include some of the general necessities of life, right, you know, related to food and clothing and uh, if there's um, housing options that we can help people with. But we also look at medical needs. We look at – What they need from a mind perspective, you know, if there's counseling and things that they need such as that. So working with the homeless and the people uh, that we work with that are families in need, sometimes it's just that they need a person to listen to them to help bring them to a point where they would be able to take that next step to to not be in homelessness anymore.
2: Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I know that uh, as a veteran myself, there's a huge rampant issue with veterans that are homeless, and um, so that's definitely one of the reasons that I'm so happy that Voice America could be there to help. Because mm-hmm. uh, I do feel like uh, if you fought for this country, you shouldn't be homeless, you know, unless obviously unless you choose to to be so, right? Because mm-hmm. there are some people out there that choose to 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 be homeless, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, there's some people that choose to live off the grid. So what we do, like with the luncheon that we're doing tomorrow, it's every first Saturday. If anyone likes to would like to donate or even volunteer, they can go to FullColorMovement.com. That's FullColorMovement.com. But we don't judge anybody. We serve whoever wants to be served and do whatever it is that we can. We can. And there's thousands of people that are homeless here in Arizona, m- millions in, in the United States as well as you know, across the world that, that are homeless. And so everybody has their reasons, but we don't judge. We just do whatever we can.
2: Yeah, we don't need to know. It's not our business, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So uh, I know that uh, you've, been, you've been doing this for quite a while. How long have you been doing this every, uh, like, one Saturday a month? How oh, long have you guys been, been helping these folks out?
1: I think we've been doing it for over 12 years and about mm, five as Full Color Movement. We were volunteering with another organization previously, and then uh, they had some things going on where they couldn't go forward anymore, so we took it on and, and started leading it.
2: So let me ask you a question that's completely unrelated to what we're sure. talking about now, but related to the topic for today. What, do you, what did you feel about the 80s? You, you, you lived through the 80s.
1: I did. I actually lived through the 80s. So being born <laughs> in 1964, uh, the 70s were really great. And the 80s, I graduated high school in 1982. So I started college as an engineering student, you know, right after that, and— um, There was just a lot, I think, even going on during that time with uh, Michael Moore and some of his documentaries of, of General Motors and things of that nature. So there was a lot going on in Flint, Michigan at that time.
2: Oh, that's where you're from, that's right. Right, right. Oh, man, that's, that, I feel so bad for those folks <laughs> with the water situation they've been dealing with.
1: Well, since they brought that to light, and even before that, there's a lot of other communities that have water problems, too, but they are still dealing with uh, issues with those lead pipes there. So, uh, and I actually wrote a book related to that, Flint Out Loud, and I talk about 11 lessons of strategy, leadership, and success, but part of it does have to do with talking about my childhood in Flint.
2: You know, uh, Andy, you were born in 82.
3: Yeah, it turns out.
1: 82. Yeah, 82. So here's another
2: uh, fun fact about 1982, and as a woman, you'll appreciate this, or not appreciate it, probably. Let's see. The Equal Rights Amendment to the U.S. Constitution failed to gain ratification, and feminists were frustrated. Hmm. My, how far we've come. Uh, Have we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been ratified now. Has
3: it? Yes. Uh, Is it being enforced? Oh, I,
2: I, I. That's not. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah, that's. A I whole think you're saying there's still feminine frustration I, out there. Is that what I, you're trying to I'm, say, Annie? <laughs> I'm saying
3: that uh, you know, we're 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 on the right path, but we're not there yet. <laughs>
2: I can agree. My wife will agree too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, tell us about the full color movement crew.
1: The full color what,
2: Movement what, crew? What is the crew? Do I know they're getting <laughs> deployed tomorrow and they getting don't just deployed. dance? <laughs>
1: So it's a celebration It's a birthday party Okay So we we dance And we do a lot of entertaining And and a number of things Every first Saturday Celebrate people's birthdays And singing and stuff But tomorrow The full color crew Is going to have A dance challenge So we are going to teach If you don't already know it The get up That's G-I-T up and uh, it's your daughter's, one of your daughter's favorite songs, so she better be there out front oh, with, her, ready. with her gear on, ready to do the get-up. So, yeah, we're going to be doing that challenge. We're going to be doing some cha-cha slides and some electric slides like a number of other things uh, that we'll be doing. But the get-up challenge will be anywhere between 11.45 and 12.15 is when we'll be doing that. So it's going down tomorrow. I've been making sure to practice my cross.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to bring a red solo cup specifically yeah. For yeah, you got to do, so so right? do the sip.
1: Yeah. I just do my hand like this, You know, put, not that they can see it on the radio. I'm gonna put
2: water in it. Nor- so that you can pour it on yourself, we'll it's gonna be hot. be hot. Cause normally red solo cups <laughs> would contain something different than water, like beer or whiskey and coca Not at this event.
1: Ryan, it's not that kind of event. No, that's why I said it'll be covered with water.
2: <laughs> but uh, it's just so fun because there was a country song that was called <laughs> Solo Cup, <laughs> and, right? And then this Blanco Brown is like a fusion of hip hop and country <laughs> and it's kind of cool. So I thought it appropriate to bring my red solo cup. <laughs>
3: It is going to be, you're going to have a party.
2: Yes, yes. So, guys, come and join us tomorrow, 2320 North 7th Street in Phoenix, uh, FullColorMovement.com, Voice America and Lead Up for Women. Uh, And, of course, we also have our good friend Aaron who will be out there from uh, Random Act of Kindness. You can follow that initiative online at hashtag Random A-O-K initiative. And if you haven't done something nice for somebody, go do it today. Go be random. I'll tell you what I did, random act of kindness for today. I walked in, and I saw you guys were eating Jack in the Box tacos at 9 o'clock in the morning, which is fantastic. (laughs) And I went, you know what? I'm going to buy everybody tacos.
3: You know, the taco that I got was a random act of kindness because I was just walking back to my desk and the guy that sits next to me was like, hey, you want a taco?
2: And that's how it works. Yeah. One person does one thing, another person does another, and the next thing you know, you have a landslide of kindness that's happening. There's
3: too many tacos all
1: day.
2: Well, I mean. Well,
1: it's 12 o'clock and no one did a random act of kindness taco on me when I got here, but but it's okay. We have more. Yeah. <laughs> totally hook you up.
2: There's a whole bag in there. So we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. I mean, can't you, I mean, is there a such thing as too many tacos, though?
3: Uh... Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure there's a point where your stomach is just full,
2: uh, eventually. Yeah, that's just called being full. But is right? It, you know, not are there
3: too many? <laughs> Listen, when uh, before my dad <laughs> passed away, we used to go up to drive-throughs and be like, "Yeah, give me a belly full of tacos." That are you a, serious? That was a thing.
2: That was a thing. Wow! How many, how many tacos were a belly full?
3: Uh, depended on the day. <laughs> it, it, it left us with a lot of confused people at the call-in windows.
2: Yeah, I bet. I'm gonna. D- I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that on Taco Tuesday next time. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, ask what for a belly, belly full of tacos. Of tacos.
1: Uh, what you're starting a trend here? So yeah. It's gonna be a craze that'll all, right. all be, across the world. That'll be 8358.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight thousand three hundred and fifty tacos. That's a bellyful.
1: So in my day, it was how many licks to the middle of a How many Charms licks does it take to get to Pop. the center
2: of a Tootsie Pop?
1: Tootsie Pop, right? <laughs> and so I never yours made is it
2: without biting.
1: Ask <laughs> <Thanks> Mr. Owl. <laughs> and so yours is the bellyful of tacos. Sure. Yeah. How many tacos is a bellyful of tacos? It was always
2: one, two then crunch <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember those commercials I
3: watched way too much TV there was a kid, lot
2: but... of that in the 80s yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, owl and the lollipop
3: a lot yeah. of advertising to kids still is I, you're not wrong I
2: don't think there's much that's changed there <laughs> other than the advertising nowadays is a little bit more I don't know PC I guess because some of the stuff in the 80s and 90s was pretty ridiculous <laughs> that's true you know you were there
1: it was the Indian with the little tear. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
2: yeah. Related
1: to the pollution. Yeah. Uh-huh,
3: uh-huh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then there was, like, funny stuff. Like, cartoons were weird in the 80s. I- like
1: <laughs> Yes.
2: Very weird. Yes. Well, I want to give a big shout out to Crystal for joining us on the show today. Crystal, thank you so much. much. We're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, level set, uh, and then talk a little bit about how it was growing up in the 80s and how Andy and I found our frequency and made our way all the way to 2019 and uh, several technology upgrades from then until now. So we'll talk about that. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back right here on Finding Your Frequency on the Voice America Variety Channel. the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Calling all Voice America listeners, hosts, employees, families, and friends. We're super excited about our Voice America Community Service Day to be held on September 7th. Let's join together with Full Color Movement Internationals, Give Hope Luncheon for the Homeless and Families in Need. Join us at the gym at 2320 North 7th Street in Phoenix from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come volunteer and bring packaged foods for 300 people. We need snack bags, socks, shorts, and backpacks for size small to 5X. Let's do our part to make someone's day a little brighter with our smiles, songs, poems, and some games. Soaring with Eagles radio show host Crystal Richardson will be celebrating September birthdays that day, so let's join her nonprofit and help raise $30,000 For a van and scholarships for at risk youth. Don't miss this opportunity to make a huge difference in the lives of those that need it most. For more information on our service day or to donate, contact Crystal Richardson at www.fullcolormovement.com or go to Soaring with Eagles on the Voice America Empowerment page today.
3: This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the countdown is on to early-season whitetail hunting. Listen as the boys and their panel of industry experts talk scouting, trail cameras, food sources, early-season tactics, and more. Joining the boys will be Terry Drury of Drury Outdoors, Steve Nessel of Yamaha, and Ford Motor Company's Tom Somerville. The Revolution and its Wild Game Buffet is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Stimulating
2: talk. Gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Coming up on stage. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866
3: 472 5788.
2: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Treasure with Finding Your Frequency, bringing it back. Want to give a big shout out to Crystal Richardson for dropping by the studio today, talking about FullColorMovement.com and the event we're doing tomorrow, 2320 North 7th Street. Come check us out. Uh, VoiceAmerica.com, lead up for women, hashtag Random AOK Initiative. Check it out. You know, Andy... This, yeah, this is going to be a, this is going to be fun because, you know, talking about the, the 80s and, you know, just as we were at our at our break, you and I were kind of talking about some of the turmoil that was happening in the United States and globally, you know, in the beginning of the 80s and throughout some of that. And like we right. were we were literally born into like probably some of the strangest happenings in American history,
3: I I mean, I would like to think so, but I might be a little bit biased.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's probably because my mom was probably like, well, I was born in 40-something or other. And, you know, she's like, yeah. And,
3: like, my grandparents um, lived through the Depression. So, like, you know, it's all relative. uh, No grandparent pun intended. uh, (laughs) But I think that, you know, just to get a kind of a look at where, you know, when we were born, right, like, it was the height of the Cold War.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had uh, in response to the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, President Carter imposed an embargo um, on grain shipments to the USSR and boycotts the Moscow Olympics. This particular instance mm-hmm. of Russia and them fighting Afghanistan is what paved the way for the current terrorist economy that we have
3: so much comes out of yeah what was going on in in 1980 with just the soviets in the middle east and yeah. and, and and yeah president carter being like yeah you know what? we're not even going to the olympics because they're in moscow yeah, right that, yeah. like and, and and like yeah the olympics i mean nothing against any of the athletes but the olympics are a fun event they are there to take our mind off of uh you know the some of the political issues right it's it's entertainment um and like that's how big of the uh, problem the Cold War was is that like the American president was like, no, none. Of, uh, sorry, all of you athletes have been training your entire lives to go to the Olympics. We're not going. Yeah. You know.
2: Which is terrible. I mean, these right. guys are, are are practicing their whole lives to be able to go. And some people, you know, the Olympics only happen every four years. So, right. you know, some of those folks are 16, 18 years old mm-hmm. and by the time the next cycle of Olympics goes around, they're not as good as they were then to be able to do it again. They have one shot.
3: Right. Or if it was maybe somebody's second set of Olympics, right, where now that, yeah, they are 20, 22, 24. Mm-hmm. By the time the next Olympic cycle comes out, yeah, they're 24, 26, 28, 30. And like, you know, you are Shelf life as an athlete is only when you're a young adult,
2: unless you're Michael Phelps. There
3: are exceptions, (laughs) yeah, but in general, right? Most like the peak of athleticism is is early in your eight, like early in your life cycle. There's
2: another crazy fact: nineteen eighty Iranian hostages. The crisis deepens. The U.S. breaks diplomatic ties with Iran. Eight Americans are killed uh, when a helicopter collides in a rescue mission. We still got beef with Iran today. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It is never ending. So, this whole thing that started back then is still continuing. Right. And it's all over probably oil.
3: I'm sure. And money. It's, It's all money. Yeah. It's all money. It's people, it's greed. It's all greed and the fear of not having enough. And,
2: you know, you do a radio show on pop culture, Atomic Monster. I do. And so speaking of pop culture, yes. what was the pop culture phenomenon of 1980 that happened that was just a saddening time for everyone?
3: Uh, probably John Lennon being assassinated. I think so. Right? And, yeah. So in New York. In New York. Right, right, on, right in the middle of the road. New York <laughs> City. Just right on the sidewalk. Boom. Done. There's the end of the Beatles. I, I mean, that's the Beatles insane. had been broken up for uh, probably close to 20 years at that point. But still, like, that's that's terrible right and that's where we were
2: yeah and then we come into 1981 so i was born in 1981 okay right we come into 81 and what happens president ronald reagan is shot right in in rome right and the pope is wounded right and so, then i was born
3: right so the u.s president <laughs> and the pope get shot um i you, you gave this list of things that, to go over and i actually highlighted that one for a very specific reason. Um, Between when President Lincoln was assassinated and President Reagan, it was approximately every 20 years the US president had been shot at or assassinated. Um, And Reagan was the last one. For whatever reason, uh, when George W. Bush was president, there were no assassination attempts on him. Now, there was a very big global war going on, and I'm sure that (laughs) <laughs> you know swayed some opinions or whatever but uh, yeah it was very strange to me that for there was, a, there was a pattern of presidential assassination at least attempts and Reagan was the last one
2: so what do you think changed in the scope of politics that like people stop trying to murder our presidents
3: I have no the, idea
2: that's the Illuminati I, I, I don't know I mean I've always I've always for a long time didn't mean to interrupt you no, but no, I've but always thought for a long time that there is a government that controls the government
3: that, you know, th- I have heard all those conspiracy theories. I have no reason to believe them or not to believe them. Uh, so until I am given more evidence, I don't. Uh, we'll never get it. But, you know, finding or, uh, we're on Finding Your frequency. Atomic Monsoon is my show, and we, we deal with more the lighter hearted, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, the the fun entertainment sides of uh, popular culture. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you, don't you know, get, we, don't, we don't get this political on that but show But you ever. can't
2: find your frequency in the 80s without kind of discussing no, some of this. Right, you know?
3: because this, was, this is shaping the world that we were born into. So uh, we had
2: some other cool stuff in 81, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first cases of AIDS are identified, and that's not cool, but you have to identify something before you can fix it. Right. right? So to know what the problem is is right. to make strides to the proper direction to get it it, it, it resolved.
3: Right, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're 30, 30, 40, almost 40 years later, yeah. uh, AIDS is still a huge problem in the world. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of strides going on. Every year, there's a lot of strides made to, to help um, take care of AIDS and, and hopefully cure it. Uh, you know Magic Johnson, um, and that's not on this list, but he contracted AIDS in the early '90s, or was reported. Yeah. Right. And and at the time. Well, he
2: got HIV that never right. turned to full-blown AIDS. That's right. AIDS, I apologize. And yeah. they were, He's he's now since been uh, like in remission of
3: HIV. Okay. Right. right. And that couldn't have happened without this. At any other point. Yeah. If they hadn't found AIDS, uh, you know, 15 years or so before, 10, 15 years before he was diagnosed with HIV we wouldn't have magic Johnson around anymore.
2: Now the other coolest thing that ever happened in 1981,
3: I want my MTV.
2: I want my MTV. <laughs> so I so remember growing up and watching MTV and being, uh, you know, just enthralled by music videos right. and, and all of that. Obviously in 81, I was born. So I was just like, boop, just born, right? Um, I think those Gen Xers that came before us were probably you know, really excited about MTV. Um, But I remember growing up and going like, this is so cool. And then over time, music television morphed into like reality TV television and the music (laughs) portion was lost. Bring it back,
3: man. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, One of my old bosses at a previous job, uh, we were joking about MTV and how they don't show music anymore. And he was like, they should stop calling it music television and just call it, Television. <laughs> that's basically all MTV has been. So for I did find years.
2: out from one of our engineers, A Rod, that yes. MTV Two does play uh, co- uh, videos on there that you can watch.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If and you th- have cable, M- MTV uh, <laughs> Viacom owns MTV now, uh, and and um, they have created new station after new station after new station to like, yeah, let's actually live up to this MTV name. And eventually, all of those stations ended up being taken over by the kind of programming that's on MTV. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much it actually helps.
2: And then uh, as we move on to 82 and 81, Xerox marketed the first mouse as an integrated part of the right. computer. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah.
3: But we didn't have mouses on our computers before that. And now we don't need them anymore because everything touchscreen.
2: Tab, arrows. Yeah. Uh, or if you didn't have arrows, you had to use the 10 key, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. For, uh, you know, four being left and six being right. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Fun times. I didn't know anything about that. I was like just a baby. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> moving neither. into '82, we talked about that. You know, the the Equal Rights Amendment that right. uh, failed to gain uh, ratification. Uh, feminists were frustrated, rightfully so. One thing that's important to me: the Vietnam Memorial opens in Washington in 1982 by a young uh, Maya Lin. Initially controversial, it became the beloved memorial. Uh, my father fought in Vietnam, and oh, so okay. um, you know, having that there, his name is on the wall uh, for for that. Uh, and, and you know, because even if you didn't die in Vietnam, if you die by by result. Of Vietnam, they still put your name on the memorial. Okay. So my father died from Agent Orange exposure. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Um, all good, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and and so he he's on there. So that's I thought was an important thing to highlight because yeah, when those people when those guys came back from the war. America didn't support them, you know. America no. wasn't like, yeah, you went overseas and kicked everybody's butts for us. No, they like come home and they're getting spit on, treated like crap. And you know, uh, in 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 conjunction with what uh, Crystal was talking about, a lot of those guys ended up homeless because people treated them like crap.
3: Right. Yeah. Um. One of the things that I think is as a good change that America has made between 1982 and or you know between the early 80s and and today is, um, even though there are a lot of people that are opposed to the Middle Eastern wars now, um, it's everyone kind. Of of agrees like, hey, we don't like the war, but we're gonna support the troops that go over and fight because it's not necessarily the troops' fault right. that we're at war, right? It's that's all the choice of the politicians. Uh, for good or bad, I'm not picking sides here. No, this uh, isn't a
2: political show. We're no. just
3: just the facts, ma'am. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but I, I have observed that, yeah, there you know, there's uh, there was that song eighteen, right, about mm-hmm. um, about a kid, an eighteen year old kid that went over and fought in the Vietnam War and when he came back everyone hated him um, for participating in that. And and whether that was right or not, I'm not you know, I'm not commenting on that, but I, I am noticing that now every, you know, the soldiers that go over, everyone, it's support the troops. Um, right. You know, I have, you're a veteran. Um, I have other friends that are veterans. And anytime we're out and someone finds out, their they're, first thing is they shake their hand and say, hey, thank you. So thank you for fighting. So I don't have to.
2: Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. Some, some people like, you know, I was in the Navy. I didn't serve during a time of conflict or war or anything sure. like that. And so, you know, when people tell me that, hey, thank you for serving, I feel like, okay, I'm going to shake your hand because you put it out there, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like I deserve that. Sure. And you know, I feel like my father <laughs> deserves that. Yeah. I feel like my, my brothers who went and fought in Afghanistan and mm-hmm. who did, you know, a desert storm and uh, you know, whatever the freedom was after that, all of those, those people actually fought in, you know, like a war. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not sidebarring anybody who didn't go no, to war for, for their sure. service at all. I'm just saying, that's how it makes me feel when someone wants to shake my hand. I'm just like, ah, I, I
3: you know, I don't say that. Right. But this is the feeling that I have. I am like. Right.
2: Thank you, but I don't feel I deserve the handshake.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's funny. Uh, a lot of the, a couple of my friends that I've talked to about that, they, they're like, you know, thank you. I appreciate your, your respect, but uh, we should be shaking the hands of the people we lo- the soldiers we lost over there, right? And I'm sure survivor's guilt that's is, what, is part that's of that, That's what right? Memorial Day is for. That is absolutely what that's for.
2: Always don't get it twisted. There is a huge difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Right. Don't flip them flop them, okay? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's moving on to 1983. I love yes. space. Me too. I know you do too. Yeah. Right. Um, if you were born in the eighties, this was like the most magical time for, uh, for the space race. Like Russia's trying to go to space. We're mm-hmm. trying to go to space. We're mm-hmm. blowing up rockets. We're blowing up uh, everything known to man trying to get there. Um, but we got uh, Sally ride in 83 became the first American woman in space. And uh, we had president Reagan with plans for a missile defense plan called star Wars. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, I mean, you know, Reagan calling his thing Star Wars is is what it is. Space sh- Force. Right. <laughs> well, Isn't they, that what our current president is trying to call it? That is, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, how great is it that the first woman in space had the last name Ride? Right. You know, she got to, she, Sally Ride got to ride to space.
2: What I don't like about President Reagan at the time saying that the defense plan is called Star Wars, he's yeah. like implying that we're already going to war. Right. Rather than like saying Star Defense right. or something like well, that, right?
3: I mean, you know, the Department of Defense used to be called the War Department, right? And they changed the name specifically for that reason. If it's the War Department, it sounds violent like, "Oh, we're going to war." If it's the Department of Defense, it's like, "Oh, they're keeping us safe." Okay.
2: Yeah, but the, you you know how the the Again, I'm not
3: taking sides. No, no. I'm just this it, is that, that, it, 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 that they it...
2: they did change their name from right. A to B. Right. Yes. Regardless of the political ramifications around it. Right. I think I think our, our I think the frequency listeners are savvy enough to understand.
3: Okay. I do. I'm I'm I've been on the show a few times, but we've only talked uh, comic books or wrestling uh, so <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, I don't get feedback from the and then frequency audience
2: the US invades the tiny island of Granada in 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 83 yeah
3: I don't know anything about that yeah I don't really either my That's, father
2: tried to explain it to me but I was young
3: yeah you know. I, I don't know I don't know Granada so I, I apologize right. for my ignorance on uh, events that happened when I was one so here we are in 84 right I'm three okay right you're two I'm turning two right uh, it's the year that Transformers debuted in America
2: and and you know what? So Transformers <laughs> debuts in '84, and then crushes our entire spirits when uh, Optimus Prime dies in the movie. Oh,
3: well, that was '86. We got a couple years. I
2: know, but I'm just saying, it's terrible.
3: <laughs> but we'll we'll get into that when we get to '86. I'm, I'm rolling my big wheel, man. All right, all right. You want to roll out now? Well, let's do this. Are you
2: still scared of Teddy Ruxpin? I'm. Does uh, Teddy Ruxpin I... <laughs> still haunt you in your <laughs> dreams?
3: Only when his batteries are darier gone <laughs> like this. Oh, that's great. So Apple introduces
2: the Mac personal computer with a graphical user interface in 84. The
3: first GUI or GUI interface on uh, on a computer. Yeah, yeah. uh, Everyone wants to be like, oh, Apple came up and stole Windows Thunder. No, no. Windows literally ripped off the Mac OS.
2: Yeah, if you've seen the movie Steve Jobs, it clearly outlines what happened. Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, the Macintosh was introduced with one Super Bowl ad. It was, it was the 1984 where there's the big brother on the screen. Yeah, that was the Bears
2: that won the Super Bowl it in 84 with the was. Super Bowl shuffle.
3: Apple put all of their money <laughs> into Dave airing that commercial during that Super Bowl. And they got so much free play from that amazing commercial in 1984. Um, like the news stations were like, look at this amazing commercial, <laughs> right? And it, it got replayed over and over again on news programs. And that's basically why. Uh, Apple and the Macintosh computer still exist today.
2: Yeah, and I mean Mac is widely popular. I'm mm-hmm. a PC guy. Don't get me wrong. I know how to use a Mac as well because if you grow up in the '80s, right, like we did, uh-huh. you get exposed to Commodores, yep. Macintoshes, yep. Windows machines, IBM, the IBM machines,
3: yeah. uh, Oregon Trail. Yeah, right. right. Um, well, that's why we're the Oregon Trail generation, right? Yeah, and let's
2: talk about that for a minute. I think I think there's a common misconception, and I know you know we may catch some flack for this, and sure. I don't care, but. Um, We've been pigeonholed into the beginning of the millennial generation.
3: Right. And that's... Awkward. <laughs> um, you know, before before Generation Y got the name Millennial, I, I wrote a blog post on a blog that no longer exists about how I don't feel like I'm part of, of Generation Y. I don't feel like I'm part of Generation X. I'm in this weird, not quite generation. Um, and it turns out that a lot of people our age, kind of born between 79 and 84-ish. Or even, or, even,
2: even 76, 77 yeah. through like 84, you yeah.
3: know? Sort of, sort of that last, that five years surrounding 1980, I would say, uh, maybe three years each way um, yeah there's, and there's been a, a bunch of f- you know weird names given like the uh, Xennials or Zillennials um, or Let,
2: let's read the, what Wikipedia says Millennials are sure Wikipedia and which then, can
3: be edited by anybody and
2: then we'll pick it apart okay <laughs> Millennials also known as Generation Y or like why did you call me a Millennial Generation Why? <laughs> Are the demographic uh, the de, uh, demographic cohort following Gen X and preceding Gen Z? Researchers and popular media use the early 1980s with the starting birth uh, or, or with uh, as a starting birth year and the mid 90s to early 2000s as ending with 1981 to 96 as a widely accepted definition.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. So here's here's the thing: is that uh, I have a lot of the optimism that millennials have. I also have a lot of the angst and uh, Anger. that, the Gen, X that Gen X kids have. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally the same way. Yeah, right. Like it's. I, I see the great things that we can do with the internet. I say working at an internet company on an internet radio station. <laughs> uh, you know, and I. I. You know, I. I love having um, a p- pocket computer that we call a phone. Uh, but let's not let's not make mince words like the iPhone the, the Android phones like they are pocket computers
2: oh fun fact yeah um, I'm gonna say oh in the 80s somewhere in like 88 or something like that yeah there, you saw here.
3: the first Zach Morris gray brick cell phone well probably.
2: no not that there uh, was um, like the shuttle challenger had gone up right yes and so you talk about the space stuff that we like so much right the phone that we carry around in our, in our pocket yes. has 10 times more computing power than the computer that they used to orbit the Earth in the '80s for the shuttle, uh, the shuttle missions. Yes, ten yeah. times more computing power. Right.
3: Yeah, Isn't and it fits crazy? in my pocket. Is that crazy? I, those but, those, what,
2: those what, computers took up room What's crazy is what's in the space shuttle now. Who knows?
3: Uh, literally everything.
2: Get somebody, Harry. Find someone from NASA for us to speak with.
3: <laughs> Watson. I bet Watson's <laughs> in those things. Uh,
2: I bet you IBM Watson would know.
3: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure there's something as oh, I thought we were going Watson. back to the 80s. You're saying oh. Watson.
2: I thought we were, you know, Sherlock
3: Holmes ended it up. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Lock. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we talking about?
2: We are talking about how we don't agree with 1981 being right. the beginning of the millennial That's generation. That's
3: right, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I also, you know, having having worked for a bunch of Gen X um employer is my previous job uh, I definitely don't have and th- th- listen there's nothing, whenever you were born is when you were born, this generational thing is really just a way for people to classify people and to make them feel like they're you know par- either part of something or not part of something yeah if they didn't classify us right?
2: so I wouldn't have a problem with it
3: right, yeah so like it's all can't nobody
2: tell me <laughs> nothing <laughs>
3: <laughs> putting labels on things is kind of just crap and it's a way for people to shorthand things and and you know oh look these are the trends of why these people act this way and I was like I mean kinda I guess you know uh, and for me it's
2: more just like I was born in a specific time on the earth where right. crazy stuff was happening and right. cool stuff was happening I appreciate the fact that I grew up in an analog world Mm -hmm. where if I had to figure something out, I had to go to the library, Mm -hmm. right? I had to go and use the Dewey Decimal System to go find index cards that sometimes didn't exist. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, there's supposed to be a card here, but it's not. Yeah. So no, I can't find my book.
3: Where'd 574.8 go? Here's 574.7, 574.9. Where's 574.8? Yeah. The dog ate it
2: or something. I don't know. uh, Put a
3: dog in the library. (laughs) He was quiet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's, it's just like some of those advances in kind of being alive. And I'm sure that, you know, um, like my mom's generation or even my, gr- my grandmother's probably even more of, a, a, a you know, she was born in like the 20s or something. Mm-hmm. So getting to see the advent of the car, the plane, like some of those kind right. of technological things, right. which were probably a much more of a breakthrough, mm-hmm. revolutionary technology time um, than, than um, you know, like the 70s. Right or the '60s, right? Because there wasn't a a huge advances. We were advancing on stuff that we already
3: had. Right, we had better blenders, better refrigerators.
2: But fast forward to when when we grew up, like we're you know they went to the moon and then didn't do anything space wise until the '80s. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, now it's a space race. You got the USSR in, in it. You got all that happening. You got the Cold War going on. You got us flying up there. You have you know all these little mini micro uh, uh, escalated versions of things happening. The Berlin mm-hmm. Wall comes down. Like right. Just just a, a myriad of things that lead up to a different time, which paved the way for the technology, um, the technology sector of where we are. Right. We had like the industrial revolution, mm-hmm. and then we moved right into the technology revolution, which we're on our right. way
3: out of. Right. Yeah, and into what the information revolution? Information. Yeah, yeah. it's all about the data. Yeah, and <laughs> Walmart has it all. Oh, Walmart
2: and Amazon.
3: Yeah, there's there's a few corporations <laughs> that have all the data. I, I was looking up something on a relative earlier, and I just typed their name into uh, into Google, and I found a report that like had everything except their address. And I was like, oh, that's kind of scary. I wasn't even trying to like stalk them that bad. I was just like, I don't remember the name of the city, and uh, yeah, it was terrifying. Just 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 random Google search. You know, and I don't know I don't know what to do with that. That's a lot of data. That's a lot of data that's out there. Um, we've become Big brother
2: <laughs> it, it is it we have and it's, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. All right, so here's another fun fact. nineteen eighty five scientists announced they discovered a hole in the ozone layer in the Antarctic. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that.
3: Uh, yeah why isn't it fixed? well <laughs> there's there's a lot of reasons. Uh, no, the thing I wanted to talk about with that is that uh, it's not that was the first time that scientists said something and the news media ran wild with it without waiting for more information right so mm-hmm. it's like, hey there's a hole in the ozone layer it's probably caused by this right and i am i am not speaking for or against global warming or or whatever but like there was a huge outcry of in response to the, that announcement and what that could mean, mm-hmm. right? And um, I, I am not a scientist. I do not have all the facts. Um, I, am, I am not taking sides on this, but it, it was interesting that the news media was like, hey, we're re- reporting that this is a thing that the scientists think they have found and everyone took it as fact. Um, and you know, probably for the, like I, I don't think there's a problem with environmentalism, right? Like we all live on the earth. I live in my house, I keep my house clean. I think we should keep the earth clean right? Like, I don't feel like that's a huge step, but other people may disagree, I guess, if you want to live in a mess. Um, I, I'm not telling people how to live their lives, but... But don't live in a mess. Don't... you I mean, <laughs> probably don't live in a mess. Probably live in a place that isn't, you know... Is
2: the, do you think there's a correlation between the... Uh, in 1985, they discovered a hole in the ozone layer, and then in 1986, uh, the nuclear power plant Chernobyl explodes?
3: Yeah, uh, probably. I mean... You know, an ozone layer over uh, a hole in the ozone over Antarctica versus Chernobyl in the USSR exploding, probably not necessarily related directly, but
2: uh, I just mean the technology that was being leveraged at Chernobyl and it being used and deployed worldwide and then all of our stupid nuclear testing that we did in the, you know, like. In, 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 in like and the 40s and, the, and 50s specifically and 60s. the yeah. 60s yeah right, right? when they, yeah. they literally just blew New Mexico to high kingdom come just yeah. for fun yeah you know and so I think a lot of that stuff probably pl- plays a role in you know the environmental factors that are happening that we've been dealing with sure
3: yeah yeah um, uh, you know it's Chernobyl is still
2: radioactive. Right. To this day. like it's
3: 33 years later. Yeah. And and it's still. You have, have you
2: seen the, the Netflix documentary about oh, like yeah. the women who live there yeah.
3: still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. crazy it's, stuff. It's heartbreaking. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. I just, <sighs> it's such a problem, right? There's so many things that people are doing for the sake of money, right? Like, hey, let's get cheap, you know, clean burning. Air. You want, you, you, there's, there's always going to be a better solution and uh i, I feel like walk. yeah <laughs> i do i don't have a car yeah but, uh, <laughs> i ride the bus you, and i walk everywhere
2: you 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 strap on your shubaroos right and you and you you use your chevro legs yes yes yeah yes. all the time your lambro feeties oh
3: i hate this so much <laughs> <laughs> i love puns but that's three of them in a row and they're all pretty bad so the same year
2: that Chernobyl explodes we get a nintendo game boy
3: uh, that's actually I, I wanted to uh, that's actually a mistake that the NES came out in 1986 in the United States oh
2: so it wasn't the Game Boy it no, was the regular
3: actual Nintendo Entertainment System oh you mean
2: the cartridges you had a blow on uh huh
3: <laughs> yes put them back yeah. in to make sure they work yeah people are gonna people are gonna call and be like no it came out in 85 in the US like yeah it was test marketed in New York and LA in 85 it didn't hit the main part of the United States until that 86. sounds like
2: exactly what somebody from New York or LA would say yeah exactly they're the only ones that matter
3: <laughs> well they, Every, that's where that, most people are that's where so. they, they
2: it's you have uh, California and New York and everything else in the middle. They just call them flyover states.
3: Right? Yeah. Because what else matters?
2: Well, I live in Arizona, so I matter. Do you? All hashtag all Arizonans <laughs> matter.
3: I don't know. I'm from Boston. I don't know that Arizona matters that much.
2: Oh, <laughs> it does. Okay. We house a lot of military operations Listen, here. I,
3: I live here now. I can't be that. Can't ins- be, mad. You know.
2: All right. Nineteen eighty-seven. you get some crazy stuff. The world's population explodes, hits five billion people. The Iran-Contra scandal implicates aides close to President Reagan, and he accepts accountability and responsibility. The Supreme Court rules that the Rotary Club must accept women members. So hey, we're making some strides from yeah. them uh, shooting down the uh, ERA. The ERA yeah. before, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, And The Simpsons being introduced on the Tracy Ullman show.
2: Now, that is so synonymous with the era of you and I growing up. The Simpsons are synonymous with millennials.
3: So here is my, yes, they are. And here is my cutoff. If you remember the world before The Simpsons, you can't be a millennial.
2: I can understand that. And right. I, and I do.
3: I, I also remember the world before the Simpsons. I mean, I was, the so they were, the shorts aired, aired on the Tracy Ullman show in 87. They got their own show literally the last week of 1989. The The first episode of the regular show was the one where they get Santa's little helper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas episode. Oh, it, it aired on like December 28th, 1989 or something. That wasn't um, when they,
2: it was, it was slow Homer.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: he got smarter over time.
3: He Questionably. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, but The Simpsons is kind of my cutoff point. Like, if you remember the world before The Simpsons, not a millennial. If you don't remember the world before The Simpsons, millennial or later.
2: All right, and then uh, moving into 88, we get George Bush uh, Sr. elected into being the president. Uh,
3: Remember how I said I was from Boston? mm -hmm. Uh, Even though I was six years old, I was super pissed when that happened because Michael Dukakis from Massachusetts did not win. I was six. I didn't know what politics were. I still couldn't tell you any of Dukakis' policies because I haven't bothered to look them back up. Yeah, so
2: I specifically remember that, too, just for the fact that um, my grandmother, at the time living in Jefferson County, Idaho. She was the Jefferson County treasurer. It's an elected, uh, an elected uh, job that the the people of the town vote on. She was a Democrat. Uh, My mom is a Democrat. And so um, I remember her, you know, trying as I'm, as I'm six years old and my mom's kind of going through teaching me about what it is for the election, how the electoral college works and, you know, all of those kind of things. And I remember my mom talking about Michael Dukakis uh, and, and that was who she voted for. So she wasn't too happy when George Bush was elected right, either.
3: Right. And and you know, having been six through ten while Bush Senior was president. God, man, we
2: lived through two Bushes.
3: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Twelve years of that family. Um interestingly, from That's a lot my of Bush. mo yeah. Most of my life, either a Bush or a Clinton was president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like Obama was the first one that wasn't. So
2: yeah, and then we get into 89, and this is where some kind of cool stuff happens, right? In response to protests in East Germany, the government allows their citizens to cross into West Berlin. Shortly, the Berlin Wall gets tore down. I mean, how massive was that from a, um, like, I mean, geopolitical number one, right. right? But then also just culturally for the world
3: this is the beginning of the end of the Cold War yeah right I mean there was there were obviously some things happening before but like the Berlin Wall coming down was was kind of East Germany being like yeah maybe communism and separating isn't the best idea maybe we should just be one people maybe have, we should all get along
2: have you seen the meme about communism
3: no I'm sure I've seen plenty of them
2: so the, I, I actually saw them this morning it's funny it's a cow okay right and then and the meme is said like okay if you um, if you're capitalism you know and you have a cow and that says okay you have two cows um, you you put up... Uh, Up, like basically, get a loan for another cow, so that Mm -hmm. way you can make more cows, and then you can retire with a bunch of cows. Okay, right? Like capitalism. Yeah. And then it said communism was like you have two cows, the government comes and takes your two cows, and then sells you milk. Ooh. That's that's a Uh, pretty good description of what communism is. I I'm gonna come take your cows, and then I'm gonna make you buy milk for me.
3: Ah. I, I want to make an off color uh, political joke about late stage <laughs> capitalism not being that different, but I'm not going to. Nope. Yeah.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody laughing in the other room. <laughs> All right. When we move into 1990. I mean, this is where stuff gets a little tricky. Right. You have this whole... Like Run DMC? Yeah. Super tricky. Um, Iraq invades Kuwait and seizes oil assets, igniting the Persian Gulf War. East and West Germany are reunited. The Cold War officially ends in the United States. Nelson Mandela is freed after 27 years. Leaders of 34 European nations proclaim a united Europe. Tim Tim
3: Berners-Lee... Sir Tim Berners-Lee.
2: Yes. Submits proposal for the World Wide Web and the Hubble Space Telescope was launched. 1990 was like, whoa.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so the only one of those that I highlighted was Tim Berners-Lee submitted the proposal for the World Wide Web. Tim Berners-Lee is the guy that created HTML, hypertext markup language. Yep. He is the reason we have our jobs right now. I know. Uh, you know, he has rightly been knighted. <laughs> He's an English citizen. Um, yeah, like that, that event in 1990 literally changed the world, um, f- probably for the better. Uh, it, it just it's such a it's so easy to just look over that and like oh yeah he set up promotion for the world blah, 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 blah. but like no the internet existed before revolutionary but, groundbreaking right right yeah change the fabric of our culture it did
2: write that in there boom yeah
3: yeah hey here's what I think would be cool if we could do this with this internet thing that we've got that kind of only the governments use yeah what if what if the public could do it what if we could present data in a tabular format and people could access it
2: yeah. And here we are in 2019 and 30 years later, the entire infrastructure of the entire world is op- based on operates based, based off on of the world wide web. Right. Right. SSL everywhere.
3: Tim Berners-Lee might be the most important person in 20th century history.
2: You're probably right. All right. Let's move on to 1991. First, we're going to do one highlight. In 1991, Aaron Keller. Who's that? He is the engineer for this radio show.
3: Oh, he's the guy on the other end of the microphone. Yeah, what did you write the, here? He was created, uh, created and released. And released. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> thanks, Aaron, for tell tell your mom. Thanks for releasing you. Yeah. Or did she release the kraken? I. I'm going to go with the, yeah. the the positive parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Aaron's too Aaron's too nice to be the critic, and he's also the initiator of the uh, uh, be kind initiative. That's
3: true. The random acts so, of kindness. So yeah. we'll
2: we'll be kind with him.
3: He randomly came in and gave Crystal a taco before she left too, which yeah, was very nice.
2: That was hashtag random aok initiative. Yes, it was. All right, 1992. you've got Presidents Bush and Yeltsin declare a formal end to the Cold War, which is fantastic. Yes, and then Mr. Bill Clinton is elected President of the United States.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he sure I'm was. Bill
2: Clinton and I don't know that woman.
3: I that was a few years later. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot talking about the Clintons anymore is a is a minefield of uh, discussion points. So yeah, he was, I, hey, Clinton was elected,
2: and, <laughs> and and Los Angeles erupts into a riot after Rodney King is videotaped being beaten by the police. I remember yeah. watching this on television. I remember thinking to myself, people are dumb. Yeah. You know, like, number one, the L.A. police department for beating a man. Right. Number two, the way the city of Los Angeles reacted to that. Yeah. I understand it's not cool. No. But it's like it's like trying to teach your kid not to hit other kids by hitting them. Right. Right? Right. Hey, you hit me. Oh, that's bad. I hit you. Well, all you did was just reaffirm that it was okay to hit. Right. And so yeah. I think I think that's really the lesson to be learned with that whole thing.
3: Ryan, don't yell at people. Why not? Right. See, <laughs> that's just dumb. That yeah. is
2: just dumb. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right. Ninety three. You have uh, some funky stuff that happens. Uh, you get <laughs> some funky stuff. Okay. that happens. Do you want to talk
3: about finding your frequency? Because 1993 is the year that I found it. That's and when you found your that it, frequency? Yeah, so, and I, I see we've only got a, a little bit of time Six left minutes. Um, okay. Slap
2: bracelets? Is that what made you find your frequency? <clears throat> no, then? no. So, the Walkman?
3: So, so Christmas 1992, I got a Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, also, my dad got my brother and I some of the first publishing reprints of Isn't that the, when, is not
2: that that when that came out that year? It was
3: 91 Super 91? Nintendo came out. So, so I, was, I got I was,
2: one in 92. Okay, The yeah. Super Nintendo. Yep. Um, got the we, one that had a rocket launcher?
3: Yeah, the Super Scope 6. Yes. Yeah,
2: I got that too. Yeah, it came in like the package. It was like the, oh, the you got Super the, Nintendo the, oh. with the with the rocket launcher all in one package. Nice. And I remember it was Christmas for me too, so it uh-huh. was one Christmas before you got yours. Okay. And I woke up, and it's sitting there, and I literally screamed at the top of my lungs. My mom slapped me and told me to shut up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then told you not to hit kids. Um yeah, so, so Christmas 92, we got the Super Nintendo, and my dad got, my brother and I, uh, per- first publishing graphic novels of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books. So kind of my first time, re like it was, th- I was into Turtles hardcore before that.
2: Cartoon Saturdays.
3: Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, listen to the last couple weeks of Finding, or of, uh, uh, finding Your Frequency of Atomic Monsoon. We, <laughs> we talk about Saturday morning cartoons and the breakfast cereals we ate while we watched those. Um, and we're going to do a Turtles episode sometime here in the next couple weeks. Um But that was the first time that I'd seen, like, really seen Turtles comics. And they were the original ones that were in black and white, but they were colorized. And they were super bloody. Shredder dies in the first issue.
2: Did you know in 1993 is also
3: the first time that text messages
2: were invented? I did. An SMS with Nokia? I
3: I read this, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, But, so, 93 was the first year I watched professional wrestling. Uh, It was the... the Yeah, brother. (laughs) Yeah, uh, just... It was the year I kind of got into reading comics. It was the year I started watching the X-Men cartoon. There were so many things that led my life down the path it went down to lead me here to being Voice America's graphic designer.
2: Yeah, and for me, that whole space while well, you're, you know, um, I-, I liked video games. They were cool. Like, it was right. something fun. But it wasn't, like, my the thing that I always did. My thing was playing baseball. Okay. Right? And I'm, like, this is in, you know, 90, 91, 92, 93. Mm-hmm. I'm playing baseball, like couple of different leagues a year. Sure. Traveling, doing all kinds of crazy little league stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading an article earlier, right? Do you remember Big League Chew? I do. Right, th- that gum. That came out in 93. Yeah. Right? It was a big, giant bag of I, gum.
3: I was a big fan of Big League Chew. I yeah. especially liked the grape-flavored Big League Chew, which most people don't remember existed.
2: It did. I liked that one, but I also just like the regular one. Sure. I, regular I mean, I liked Double them both, go. but
3: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 93 yeah, was the year I got Street Fighter for the Super Nintendo. Like, it just very much... Everything that I started doing in 93 is kind of what I'm still doing now. Uh, Transformers Generation 2 came out. That was the first time they rebooted Transformers ever, right? And I'm still a big (laughs) fan of that. I'm going to go play the Transformers trading card game later tonight. Um, Yeah, like just 93 was kind of the year that I became Andy.
2: (laughs) Well, that's awesome. That's how Andy found his frequency. And one of these days, we'll probably have to do a full episode about that. I think that would be fun. Okay. Uh, All right, let's moving along. 93, you get uh, football star O.J. Simpson arrested for killing his wife. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. I remember watching the chase on TV with the white Bronco.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch that. Um, they did parody it the next year at WrestleMania, uh, which was very strange. Um, yeah, no, that was a whole. That, so that was kind of the. So the Rodney King thing was the first time that I realized that racism was still an issue. Yeah. Right. And the O.J. Simpson th- thing was the first time I realized that sports athletes aren't necessarily all role models.
2: Well, of course, Major League Baseball strike that year too.
3: Also that. Both right. Jerks, I remember
2: I remember being as a kid, I, I literally I it, this is what went through my head as a young kid during that year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys make a boatload of money right. to play a game right. and you're going to strike?
3: To because pl- so you, you want so, more money. So you money want more money that, to play in, this that game.
2: In, the only people that impacted was the fans of baseball.
3: Right. And left a very sour taste in the mouth of baseball fans for a long time. It wasn't until the McGuire Sammy Sosa stuff, like five years right, later. Remember, people I, I
2: brought in those cards. Like yeah. I was telling you, I went through the cards. I, you can see in my collection of cards, I collected cards until 1993 and didn't start collecting cards again until 1996. Yeah, like there's I, a, there's a space and gap where I was a, a I was a, a, a very mad. angry young man that yeah. I couldn't I couldn't see baseball for that time.
3: I I don't blame you at all. Yeah. So there you go. There's uh there's the look at the first 10 years or so of Ryan and
2: I. Yeah. We're here on uh, finding your frequency right here on the voice America variety channel. You know, what a great show just kind of talking about growing up in the eighties, kind of uh, what we, what we, what we dealt with and saw during those times through the nineties. And, you know, here we are today. And I just want to say, you know, thanks to my mom for buying that 486 computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hewlett Packard was the company that made that computer. Uh, my, my father had just gotten disability from the military okay. and, uh, uh, cause we were not that well off. Sure. And so it was like, my dad got a raise yeah. Right? and my <laughs> mom goes, let's get a computer. And if it wasn't for that happening with me getting a computer at that time, I wouldn't be here. That, that was the moment where I found my frequency was when my mom brought home the computer that kickstarted my love for all things, electronic music, mm-hmm. uh, figuring out how things work. My <laughs> mom used to get so mad. I would just take everything apart in the house.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have some relatives that used to do that. They would yeah. take everything apart to fix it, even though it wasn't necessarily broken.
2: Well, I want to give you guys a shout out. Uh, Please check us out all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2. And uh, we'll be back next week right here on Finding Your Frequency on the Voice America Talk Radio Network.